In the previous Mishnah, we learned that if a nega developed in a time and a situation where it wasn't able to be a nega, for example, the area in that part of the body where the nega developed was covered up, or the Torah hadn't yet been given, even once we reach a situation where the nega could be tzara'as, for example, the Torah was given, or that part of the person's body becomes uncovered and it can be easily visible, so now it would be a nega that is fit to become tzara'as. Since it developed in a time and a situation where it wasn't able to be a nega, it wasn't able to be tzara'as, even later on, that same nega would not turn into tzara'as. But what happens if Nishtanumar Ehen, the appearance and the brightness of the Nega, changes after we reach that new situation? We learned right at the beginning of the Masechta that a Nega can be one of four different shades, what four different levels of brightness of white, in order to be considered Tsara'as. And really, there are two categories of brightness, just that each of those two categories has a secondary form. There's the category of Baheres, the category of Se'es, and each of those has a secondary form called Sapachas. Or in this mission, it's called Mispachas. And if the Nega was originally a particular type of Baheres, either the main type of Baheres or the secondary form of Baheres, that comes in a particular type of, t- particular level of brightness. If that changes into a type of Se'es, either the primary form or the secondary form of Se'es, since it is a different category, we would consider it to be like a new nega, and therefore it's irrelevant that it developed before it was fit to be Tzara'as, because now we view it as a new nega that developed in the new situation where, from the beginning, it was able and fit to be considered Tzara'as. The debate that we are going to see in this Mishnah is with regards to a nega that changed from being one form of that category to being the other form of that category. And the Mishnah says that this argument is relevant bein l'hokel, whether the nega becomes more lenient, that is to say it becomes less bright, that's considered to be a less severe type of tsaras, the less bright it is, bein l'hachmer, or whether more stringent, that is to say it becomes brighter. Ketzad l'hokel, what would be an example of a leniency where it becomes less bright, hoisa kasheleg, if originally, when it first developed and it wasn't in a situation where it was fit to be tzara'as, for example, the skin was covered, originally it was as bright as snow, that means that it's the primary form of baheres, and then v'nasis k'sidaheichal, after we reach the new situation where it now is fit to be considered tzara'as, it changed appearance and it became a similar shade of white to the colour of the plaster, the limestone, that was plastered on the walls of the Beis Hamikdash building. That is the brightness and the shade of white of the secondary form of Baheres. Or if it was Ketzemar Lovon, it began as bright as white wool. That's the brightness that the primary type of Se'es appears like, Vichekrum Beitzah, and it became the level of brightness of the inner part of an eggshell. That's the shade of white of the secondary form of Se'es. And the mission explains itself. Essentially, we've had a case where Nasis mispachas Se'es. Se'es turned into the secondary form of Se'es. Oy mispachas Azor, or the brightest type of Tzara'as. That's what Azor means. This refers to Baheres. Baheres became the secondary form of Baheres. Alright, continues the mission. What would be an example of a case where it becomes more stringent? That is to say, it becomes brighter... 
If originally Hoseke Krumbetsai was the brightness, the shade of the inner part of an eggshell, Vanasi's Ktsemer Lovon, and then it became like the brightness of white wool, or Kasida Heichal, it began with the brightness, the shade of white of the plaster on the Besamikdosh's walls, the Chasheleg, and then it became brighter to be as bright as snow, which is the primary form of Baheres. In all of these cases, the Nega changed from being one form of that category to the other form. Rabbi Lozben Azariah Azariah says that in all of these cases, the Nega would be considered pure, because since it's the same category as it always was, it's considered to be the same Nega, and since that Nega developed and it began at a time and in a situation where it wasn't fit to be Tzara'as, even later on, it would not be considered Tzara'as. Rabbi Lozben Azariah Rabbi Lozar Chisma says, Lehokel Tohar. If it's lenient, that is to say, if it became less bright, so then we view it as if part of the brightness of the nega has been taken away, but nothing has been added on, and therefore this is the same nega that was there all along, so Tohar would be pure. Well, Hachme, but to be stringent, that is to say, if the nega became brighter, then Teira Batachila, we would view it as a new nega, and since in the given situation it is fit to be tsaras, if it has the necessary signs of tsaras, then it would be considered tome as tsaras. Rabbi Akiva Oimer. Rabbi Akiva says, whether to be lenient or stringent, meaning whether it became less bright or brighter, in all of these cases we would view it as a new nega, since at the end of the day it did change to be a different kind of nega. Even if it is in the same category, it's still considered to be a different nega, which is fit to be considered tsara'as. Mishnah Gimel, this Mishnah discusses certain details of the procedure of showing a nega to a koyen for him to examine it and issue a verdict as to whether it is tsara'as or not. Baheres, a baheres, although it's a particular example, one of the four shades of white that a nega can appear like, Nevertheless, this is the classic example that the, all of the Mishnahis in this Masechta use when talking about a nega. If a nega is brought in front of a coin for him to check, it's on a person's skin, but there's nothing inside of the nega that would consider it saras. There's no patch of healthy skin, there aren't two white hairs inside of it. Whether this is the situation when he shows the nega to the coin but to the first time, right at the beginning, or the end of the first week when he returns to the coin for his nega to be examined, since the nega is the requisite size, and it's also the right shade, it's one of the four shades that Tsaras could be. So Yaskir, the person will be told to be by himself for a week and return to the coin for another examination at the end of that week. But the nega would not yet be considered Tsaras at this point because we are lacking the second condition that one of the things that deem a nega tsaras exists, for example, a patch of healthy skin, two white hairs, or the nega spreading, as we have seen extensively. If this is the case at the end of the second week, when he comes back to the coin for another examination, or after he was already exempted and told by the coin at the end of the second week that it is not tsaras, if the current state of his nega is such that there aren't any signs inside of it that would consider it saras, then yiftar, he would be considered exempt and pure, and the nega wouldn't be considered saras. What happens if a deumas giray, the coin was still in the process of telling him and issuing the verdict that he needs to be by himself for a week, and then for him to return at the end of the week for another examination, or if he was about to tell him that he is exempted and that he is fully pure, but he hasn't yet made the declaration 
of his exact verdict. And suddenly, in front of the Kohen's eyes, signs of tsaras, of impurity, develop inside of the nega. Since the Kohen has not yet issued the verdict, and there is a nega in front of him with regards to which he needs to make a declaration, Yachlit, he would now declare that nega to be definite tsaras, and the person would become a fully-fledged Mitzayra. Baheres Vosemonitumar. What happens if a Koyen sees a nega on a person's skin, and inside of that nega are signs of impurity, of tsaras? For example, there is a patch of healthy skin inside of it. Yachlet, obviously the Koyen is obligated to make a declaration with regards to that nega and declare him to be a Matsoira. What happens if a Deu Machlitai, he's still in the process and he is about to issue that verdict that he is a Matsoira, but the whole suddenly the signs inside of the Nega that would consider it Tsara'as disappeared. Whether this occurs by Tachila at the beginning, the first time that he brings the Nega in front of a Koyen for him to examine it, or if it happens at the end of the first week, although there are not any signs inside of the Nega that would consider it Tsara'as, since it is still the requisite size and it's the correct shade that Tsara'as needs to be, the correct level of brightness, so Yaskir, he would be told to be by himself for a week and return to the Kohen for another examination at the end of that week. But if we're already holding by the end of the second week, or after the second week has ended and he was already told by the Kohen that he is exempted and fully pure, even if the person went back to the Kohen because he did see signs inside of the Nega that would consider it Saras, since meanwhile they have disappeared, Yiftar, the Kohen, would exempt him once again and declare him to be pure. Mr. Dalad, one who uproots and removes the signs inside of the Nega that consider it to be Tsaras. For example, he takes out the two white hairs, Vahakoyves Amichyar, or if he burns the patch of healthy skin that's in the middle of his nega, burnt skin in the middle of a nega is not like healthy skin that would deem the nega to be tsaras. So first of all, over Belisase, he violates a negative prohibition in the Torah. The Torah says, his shomer benega hat tsaras, be careful. This word his shomer always implies a negative prohibition, that one is not able to do something with regards to the nega of tsaras. And that is referring to the prohibition of either removing the parts of the nega that deem it tsaras, or removing the entire tsaras, the entire nega. Not only that, but mid somebody who does remove the tsaras, or the part of the, the nega that considers it to be tsaras, even though technically speaking he no longer has on his body tsaras, mid he is punished in that we view it as if the tsaras is still there. And the whole seven-day purification process that we'll learn about later on in the Masechta can only be gone through by a Matsuira once his Tsara'as disappears. But since he's the one who removed the Tsara'as from himself, Midrabonon, we don't allow him to benefit from that sin, and he wouldn't yet be able to begin his purification process at this point. The Mishnah says, But when exactly is he able to begin his purification process? If he removed the signs of Tsara'as from the Nega before he even came to a Koyen, and the Nega was never even examined by the Koyen for him to give any verdict with regards to it. Although he's violated a Avera, he committed a sin. Since the Nega was never declared explicitly to be Tsara'as, in this case he is not punished. However, so Tahar, he would be pure. And indeed, in this case, he wouldn't even need to go through the entire purification process because he never became Tomei. However, if he did this 
after his nega had been officially declared by the Koyin to be Tzara'as, then Tomei he would remain pure. Om Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva added, Sha'altis from Gamliel Rabbi Yeshua, Hulchen Legadvod. I asked from Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, whilst they were on the way to Gadvod, the following question. What happens if the person removed the signs inside of the nega that deem it Tzara'as? During his period of being by himself, so he has been to the Koyen, the Koyen told him to be by himself for a week and return for another examination at the end of that week. And during this week, he's considered to be impure. On a certain, to a certain extent, he's considered to be a Matsura, but the Nega has not yet been confirmed to be definite Tsaras. If at this point he removes the signs from the Nega, what is the law? Omruli, they replied to me, we have not heard what the law is in such a case, but we did hear that the law is that if he removed the signs of Tsara'as from the Nega before he arrived at the Koyen at all to be examined, even the first time at Tahar, he would remain pure. And if he did so after the Koyen declared the Nega to be definite Tsara'as, then Tomei, he would remain impure. But with regards to this middle case, we are unsure. Hischalti mevelhem reayais. Rabbi Akiva says that I began to bring certain proofs for the matter. The mission does not mention what exactly his proofs were, but the bottom line was that whether he removed the signs of Tsaras from the Nega whilst he is standing in front of the Koyen, just that the Koyen hasn't yet managed to make his declaration to declare the Nega to be Tsaras, or if he did so during the week where he's by himself. Regardless, as long as he removed the signs of Tsaras from the Nega before the Nega was declared to be definite Tsaras, Tohar, he would be pure. And the punishment, Midrabanon, is only for somebody who removes the Tsaras from the Nega or the, the signs inside of the Nega that consider it to be Tsaras. For example, the white hairs, only once the Koyen has declared it to be impure as definite Tsaras. Asks the Mishnah, so when exactly will this person be able to go through the purification process? And become pure again. He's going to be considered a Matsuya for the rest of his life. Once he develops a different nega and he becomes pure from that nega because that nega disappears, then it can be assumed that just like Hashem has caused that nega to be removed, so he no longer is displeased with this person, and assumingly the first nega would have been removed, would have disappeared by now as well. And at that point, he would be able to begin his purification process. Only if his entire body becomes filled with the nega, as we have learnt, if a person who already has tzara'as, if his nega fills up his entire body, that would cause him to become pure. It would no longer be considered tzara'as. So if that occurs, that is also a way of his original nega now becoming purified. Or if the nega itself becomes smaller than the minimum size of a bean. We're talking about a case where only the hairs or the healthy patch of skin was removed or burnt, but the actual nega still remains. So if the nega itself becomes too small for it to be considered saras, so then anyway, we can see very clearly that even had he not removed the signs of saras from the nega, he would become pure now. So he's no longer benefiting from his sin, and therefore the punishment from Rabbanon is no longer relevant.
Mishnah Hey, Mishnah is a bit of a somebody had a nega on his body, the Niktzitzah, and it was cut off. In this case, it's not only that the signs inside of the nega, for example, the two white hairs were removed, but in this case, the entire nega was removed. Tahira, the person is pure, he no longer has a nega on his body. However, Ketzotzam is scaven, if he cut it off intentionally, then Mijirabonon, we do not allow him to benefit from his sin, and he would still be considered a Metzaira. Rebeliezer, Omer Rebeliezer says, when exactly would he be able to go through the purification process and not be considered a Metzaira? Once he develops a different nega, and that nega disappears... As we explained in the previous Mishnah, it can be assumed that this nega would have disappeared by now as well. We need that the nega spread throughout his whole body. We can't base ourselves off the assumption that Rabbi Yezer mentions, so only if the nega fills in his entire body, in which case, even if the nega that was originally there would still be here, the fact that the nega filled his entire body would cause him to be pure. So even had he not cut the nega off, he would be pure today. So he's no longer benefiting from the sin that he committed, in which case there is no longer any relevance and need for this punishment Midrabanon. Obviously, the other solution that the previous Mishnah mentioned, that the nega becomes smaller than the minimum size, that's not relevant over here. Because in this case, the entire nega has disappeared. It's only in the previous Mishnah that the nega was still there, and it's only the white hairs or the healthy patch of skin inside of it that were removed. Now, the Perak, the chapter, ends off with an exception to the prohibition of cutting off one's nega, removing it from one's skin, and that is if the nega was at the tip of one's foreskin, and that is, there's a mitzvah to cut it off as the brismilah, the positive commandment, the mitzvah to perform the brismilah, overrides the negative prohibition against cutting off a nega from one's body. This is based on the rule that a positive mitzvah overrides a negative prohibition, and therefore Yimol, they should perform the brismilah on that person.